right, so hello everyone. Welcome to the Global Disease Biology Practicum Pods. In this podcast series, we will be talking about practicum projects with former and current GDB students. All students in the major are required to complete a practicum project before graduation. This project involves students finding a faculty mentor, conducting research under the mentor's guidance, and then turning their research experiences into a publishable scientific manuscript. You can tune into Practicum Pods to learn more about research, mentors, and the GDB Practicum experience. Okay, welcome to the pod. I'm your host. I'm a global disease biology peer advisor, and my name is Indira. I use she and her pronouns. Today, I am joined on the show by the lovely Anam. And Anam is a current student, and their practicum title is Testing Artificial Intelligence Accuracy in Mosquito Identification. So hi, Anam. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um. Do you quickly mind sharing your pronouns with us? Yes, my pronouns are she, her. Okay, awesome. It is great to have you on the pod today. So we're going to jump right into the questions. And the first one is, can you tell us a little bit more about the topic that your practicum project is on and why that topic interests you? Okay, so um, my topic is testing artificial intelligence accuracy in mosquito identification. Um, so mosquito ID requires um, a lot of like insect anatomy and expert knowledge on like their ecology, things like that. Um, and it's also a very like labor intensive and time intensive task. You have to look at the mosquitoes under a microscope and ID them. Um, but Mosquito identification isn't just important for that. It's also important for virus testing um, because not all mosquitoes are capable of transmitting diseases. So for in terms of public health and vector control, it's really important to know which mosquitoes are actually transmitting diseases in communities. So we... Um, we as in my mentors and I. Um, so I did this project in collaboration with um, Dr. Chris Barker here at the DART Lab um, in Davis with Alameda County uh, Mosquito Abatement District and Chan Zuckerberg Biohub. So we kind of all came together to um, see if we could reduce the time spent on mosquito identification using artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, so our goal is to kind of like develop a free cell phone application that can be used to identify multiple mosquitoes in one image at one time. The topic kind of interested me because I'm really interested in vector-borne disease and I kind of wanted to see what like vector control and its applications in the real world look like. Um, and like the reality is that most of vector control in the United States and globally is all publicly funded using taxpayer dollars. So there's like a real need for cost-effective interventions and ones that can be easily implemented. Um, and especially things like a cell phone app because a lot of the world has cell phones and has access to them. Um, an app like that could be really helpful in like lower income countries where they don't really have the resources to hire staff or maybe they're in super remote locations and just don't have access to expert staff. Um, so that was kind of what the interest was and like the goal with the project. Um, and so, yeah, we I mostly worked on generating training data, and then Chan Zuckerberg worked on the development of the actual application. 
Very cool. And I was just going to ask you, um, is the intention for the app to be used like really widespread by like everybody in the community or is it for specifically health workers or who who is intended to use the application like once it's developed? Um, the application is what well, is targeted to like um, vector control agencies, but the app should be able to be like anyone could have the app on their phone and use it. Um, our goal is to make it as like simple as possible. So you should just be able to like take the picture on your phone, um, either through the app or upload the photo onto the app, and then it will identify the mosquitoes and like tell you a list. Um, so anyone should be able to use it. But our hope is that it would be useful for vector control agencies. Cool. Okay, so the, the purpose is to find mosquitoes who may be carrying disease versus not. So then you can kind of predict places where you might see more disease versus less disease, right? Is that correct? So like if you were to think about trapping mosquitoes, one mosquito trap could have anywhere between like 10 to 1000 mosquitoes. And for someone to sit and go through that entire trap, figuring out what species are on there, and then pulling them for testing is like extremely time consuming. Right. But say for example, in Alameda County, we know that only three or four species like transmit diseases. So for this project, we used 10 species because we wanted to kind of have, have a bigger um, like data set, but in Alameda County specifically, they would only test three or four species. So in terms of like how much labor that is and how much work it requires, it would reduce it significantly. Got it. Super cool. Okay. So my next question is, how did you find your practicum mentor at UC Davis? Um, and then are there any resources that you can recommend to our students that were maybe the most helpful for you as you searched for a faculty mentor um, to conduct research with? Um, so that's kind of a bit of a funny story. But um, so I originally um, like came to know of Dr. Barker through one of his guest lectures. Um, I think it was either in GDB 90 or either one of, I think like maybe PMI 129. Um, and so I was really interested in his work. So I kind of reached out to Dr. Rizzo and I was like, oh, I really am interested in working with him. Could you kind of help me? And um, I think like Dr. Rizzo and Dr. Lavo are great resources because they will really like guide you on how to approach a mentor. Um, and so they kind of told me what to put in the email and what I should do. So I sent out the email and I actually never heard back. But I think that was more my fault than anything. Because I sent it right before winter break, which is kind of the worst possible time. Mm. Um, and so when I didn't hear back, I was like, okay, you know, it's okay, I followed up and I still hadn't heard back. And it was like the beginning of winter quarter. And I was like, maybe this is just not meant to be. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go through like my list of other people that I'm interested in. Um, and randomly enough that one of the classes I was taking that quarter was um, entomology with Dr. Jeff Atardo. Mm -hmm. um, also a really great mentor I hear, but um, he had Dr. Barker come in person for a guest lecture. Um, and Dr. Barker also um, co-founded and like I think runs PACVEC, which is a really big organization um, in vector-borne diseases and like their research and control. Um, and so he was kind of like talking about internships through his organization. So I just went up to him after class one day and I was like, oh, I'm interested in mosquito work. Um, and he connected me to 
Alameda County, which is kind of my home county. And that's where I got the internship and the project sort of developed from there. Um, and he agreed to be my mentor. Um, so it was kind of a little bit of a weird journey to get there, but um, that's how I did it. But I also think that GDB 187 is like a great resource because you really kind of get to go through, like they kind of force you to cold email a bunch of people. Um, and honestly, I feel like it works for a lot of people. So I would definitely say, say like, have a list of people you're interested in and reach out to them. And I also think like talking to TAs and even professors um, in general, they can, they have a lot of connections. And I think if you show interest, like they're more than happy to help you. Yeah, I really love the trajectory of like, you started with an email and then that didn't really work for you. And then you saw the professor in person and you really jumped on the opportunity. Um, and I also just want to like note for GDP students, like internships with other organizations outside of UC Davis can still be a practicum opportunity if you're doing this type of like scientific research, as long as you have a faculty mentor like at UC Davis, who's willing to give you a grade for GDB 189 and 189D, which are the practicum or just GDB 189, um, which is the practicum research course itself. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that using an, an internship where you're doing research um, can definitely be a practicum project. So really cool. And I'm also from Alameda County, by the way. I'm from Livermore. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So our next question is, um, what type of research um, did you engage in or are you continuing to engage in? So I'm, it's more of like a logistical question. Like, did you do in-person research? Did you do virtual research? Was it looking through literature or was it you know, working with physical mosquitoes and doing this like experimental um, work with them or um, basically tell us what a typical research shift is like for you. <laughs> okay, so um, I did do research in person and then um, I was, the internship was last summer. So I did it during the summer months because in Alameda County, that's like peak mosquito season. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I came back to school for Davis, I kind of just did stuff virtually. Um, I wasn't really like going in person for anything, but I would just work like remotely from my computer. Um, but for the research, um, the in-person research, um, it was basically me working in the lab for the most part. Um, so they had a little truck that they would give me and I would go out, trap mosquitoes um, all over Alameda County. I would bring them back and then I would identify them. So the first couple of weeks, it was just like training for me because I didn't really know that much about mosquitoes. So I had to use like a dichotomous key and I would like flip through pages trying to identify each Oh, mosquito. wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And then they were like, you know, you can't really do that for each mosquito. We need to speed up the process. So they were like, we're going to show you a shortcut. And then they would just like show me all these different things that I could do to like cut down um, like my time identifying mosquitoes. And then mm -hmm. it was like from doing a couple like traps per day, I was doing like almost 10 or 20 traps per day. And so it was like a fast progression, but that's typically what I would do is like, I would go into the field on Monday set the traps, I would come back on Tuesday, like pick them up, come back to lab, and then ID them. Um, so that's mostly what it looked like. And then Fridays were our day two test for viruses. Um, and that's not something that was relevant to the project, but it was kind of a cool extra that I kind of got to learn how to do um, because I was IDing them anyway. So I would pull them um, and they were like, well, if you want to learn PCR, like we can teach you. And so I on Fridays, I would learn how to do PCR and 
someone would supervise me and then eventually they kind of like let me do it myself um but yeah that's typically what my research looked like um and that was because we were trying to generate images for the AI to train the AI so I would ID the mosquitoes take pictures of them and then the actual training data um came like maybe towards the end of the internship is when I would like start annotating images um and that's and we would use annotated images to train the AI Cool. Okay, so you okay, so you collected mosquitoes and then created like a bank, essentially of photos that you yes. could then use for the AI to to help identify it. Yes. Okay. And so like the AI would use would learn on that. So Biohub would run algorithms on the AI and they would show it multiple images of mosquitoes and then it would just show in a random image and that's how we would test for accuracy is if it can accurately identify it. Got it. Okay, cool. So were you also working with like, I don't know, verifying the um, and training the AI part or were you just mainly on the photos? So I was mainly on the photos um, just because there was a, like a bunch of logistical issues. So that was kind of mainly us working on like, we would try to see how we could get the best images like what were the problems with the images a lot of like qualitative data analysis mostly um and I guess like the AI part was the quantitative data but there was a separate team working on that so I mean the goal was eventually for me to learn the algorithms but I think for the time frame of the project like it just didn't make sense for me to learn that um when I could be working on this um so yeah I didn't really learn much about the AI and like actually running the algorithms, but we mostly generated the training data sets. And um, there was like a lot of issues associated with that. So we kind of like made that the focus of the practicum is like more qualitative analysis and how to kind of like tackle the challenges. Yeah, totally. Very cool. So um, next question is, what is your relationship with your practicum mentor like? Do you, do you meet with them regularly or do you work more closely with grad students or like what does your team look like and how hands-on or hands-off is your mentor um so I was lucky enough to have like kind of two mentors one at Alameda County and one here at Davis um I would say that over the summer I was definitely more like hands-on like I almost saw my mentor every day but once I came back to Davis it was mostly just meeting with my other mentor and like we would go over things um so I think like we had a pretty good relationship like a good open line of communication so very good on like emails and talking about updates things like that um I don't think we had like a set schedule where we would meet um like regularly mostly because I feel like once the data sets were done we kind of handed off the project and we're like oh we're just waiting for the results to come back um we would just kind of like meet then but during the actual like creating the data set we would almost try to meet like every two weeks in the summer just so we're all on the same page and everything's going good and sometimes we wouldn't have anything to talk about but um I think it was good to have that because it kind of helped us build a relationship and like trust between all of us so it was yeah we would kind of meet regularly but over time like the meetings have kind of gone down a little because we're just waiting on results but um yeah I think towards the end this quarter we've been meeting more often um just because we're writing the report and so it's been a little bit more hands-on this quarter. Yeah, that totally makes sense. 
Cool. So the last question that I have for you is what skills did you acquire during your research experience that might be useful in your future? So maybe if you could start with like what what your goals are for once you graduate um, and then kind of tying in your research experience into those goals. Um, so like my goal in the future is to work in public health. I'm not really sure where exactly. Um, I'm very interested in like vector borne and infectious disease. So hopefully somewhere in that realm. Um, I'm not really sure if I would want to work like specifically in like a lab or something. Like ideally I would have a little bit of like field work, a little bit of like writing, maybe in like a lab job like mm -hmm. a little bit of everything yeah. but um I'm not really sure where I'm gonna land but that's kind of my hope I would be happy in like any one of those honestly um but I think like the skills that I learned that would be helpful for that well, one of them was like the qPCR um it was kind of cool learning it because I heard all about it during COVID and to actually see what the test looked like and like doing it was pretty cool um, so that's something I'll definitely be taking with me in the future. Um, I think something else that um, I, I also think I would take with me is basically how like local government works because I worked with like the county um, like firsthand. So we would have like monthly meetings with like trustees, things like that. So you kind of like really understood how policy kind of plays a role in everything um and so it's really interesting because like I mentioned earlier vector control is publicly funded so like you're kind of accountable for every dollar that you spend and it's really interesting to see how they budget the money and like how they kind of like reserve money for certain things like where does what's more important um so things like that, like local government, I feel like as a GDB student, like we learn about policy, we learn about these things, but to see it in action was kind of like cool um, for me. And that's something I'll definitely think about in the future. Um, and then I think the last thing was just mostly like collaboration, um, working with other people, um, especially sometimes when they don't have the same background as you or even the same interests, you know? And so it's interesting because at like with my mentors I we all kind of had the same goal um but then when you talk to biohub separately or you talk about Alameda County separately they also have their own separate goals so kind of working to meet everyone's goals was an interesting skill and I think um like learning to navigate working with other people is a skill I'll definitely use in the future yeah okay thank you that was such a comprehensive answer and I love the tie-in <laughs> to local government. I'm taking a class on local government right now and talking about like mm -hmm. public health and how local policies can affect um, those kinds of things and like the different types of local government and county boards of supervisors versus yes. like who's in charge of public health and who's in charge of what. Um, so really, really interesting stuff. Um, I just wanted to say thank you, Anam, for chatting with us about your GDB practicum experience. Our students are so excited to hear about these projects and to learn about how to approach research in a large university setting. 
You can visit gdb.ucdavis.edu to access the rest of the podcasts in this series, and you can also find us on Spotify. If you like listening to our practicum podcasts and you have suggestions for future topics for the pod, please do let the GDB advising staff know at gdb-advise at ucdavis.edu. Thank you to Anam again. Thank you, everybody who listened, and have a great rest of your week.